Brian Winhorst and the Hoop Collective. This is Andrew Hahn. Full disclosure, we're recording this introduction late Saturday night. It's about 11.40 p.m. Eastern Time after the skills challenge, the three-point contest, the dunk contest. I'm sitting next to Brian Winhorst. He has completely lost his voice. You'll hear how bad it is at the end of this podcast. You're going to hear it actually get worse because we were recording parts of this podcast for three days. You're going to hear my descent into hell. Um, that's ghoulish Brian Winhorst you just heard. And we're going to go straight to Thursday, three days ago now, Brian, where we uh, interviewed several players. You made some very, very keen picks. I don't make predictions. <laughs> I want to say, this is... I know that my voice is annoying and it's going to get annoying, more annoying. This is one of the best podcasts we've ever had. Andrew and I had a lot of fun doing it, so please bear with us. I don't sound this bad the whole time. Why did you take the zip ties off your off-whites? Uh, they were annoying me, so I just took them off. Thank you. They annoyed me, too. <laughs> I am not. I don't understand. I see people almost tripping on them all the time. No, they're usually cool, but just on this pair. Okay. Because the laces, the way oh, they're so set up. So it just up. depends on the pair. Yeah. I see. So not, they're not off all of your... Not on all of them. Okay. Brian, it's Thursday. Yeah, it's getting going. It's getting going. We are in one of the many media hotels that the NBA has blocked out for. This, this is the, the players are staying here. I'm pretty sure. Are they? Some of them are, I think. Uh, and which which hotel is that? Uh, you? I don't think I should say. It's a it's a nice hotel in Charlotte. It's not the nicest hotel you've ever seen, but it's a nice hotel. Okay. I didn't know that the uh, the Four Seasons is just a nice hotel. <laughs> This is a Shangri-La, Andrew. Um, Yeah, so what we're doing here today, I mean, this is kind of a difficult, this is kind of a grunt work assignment that I have. Would you agree with that? Uh, I would agree. Can you let our listeners know what it is? So this is the car wash, which is, I think it's actually an ESPN term where they take players or personalities or whatever, and they walk them down this long hallway and up with a bunch of rooms and they stop in each room to do interviews or do photo shoots. It's like a car wash. You know, you get squirted by this and brushed by this, blah, blah, blah. So in, in this particular setup, there's like a social room. I see there's a room for sneakers. There's right. a room for um, there's other photos. league partners. They're there's, doing photos. They're doing videos. Yep, all sorts of stuff. And then um, there's one for us. There's one for us. Um, so, over the, so we've interviewed a whole bunch of people today. I think like 10 or 12 guys. Coach Bud has been in. Um, Luka Doncic has been in, um, DeAndre Ayton, all the rising stars guys. And, um, but I'm really excited about who we got coming in next. Um, and by the way, this is for, would be for sports center or various digital things. It's going to a whole bunch of places. Actually, you know what's interesting, Andrew? They wanted me to ask all these players about James Harden because okay. we're preparing a, I guess we're preparing a feature for, I, I just do what I'm told. Uh huh. I mean, I come up with the questions for the rest of it, but they also want everybody that's Harden questions. And some of these guys do not like James Harden, and that came through. Some of them were being very diplomatic. Some of these guys do not like him. I was yeah. kind of surprised at how forthright some of them were being. This yeah, like, 
some were like, well, he gets every call from the refs, and I don't want to ruin the feature, so I won't say who, but I think some of ours might wind up on there, if, if I'm not, if I'm, unless I'm wrong. Anyway, I'm really excited to talk to this next guy, Joe Harris, starting, uh, starting wing for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And, Andrew, he's my pick to win the three-point contest. Wait, who? Joe Harris. I know that Steph, we we talked to Seth Curry earlier. Steph Curry is in it. Everybody thinks one of the Curry brothers are home here in Charlotte. Dirk is in it as a sentimental favorite. Buddy Heald is in it. I mean, it's a loaded field. Um, And you're picking the guy that has the most generic name of all the contestants. Joe Harris. He's my pick. And it's for exact for that exact reason. Because nobody expects him to win. Okay. So he's gonna come in in a minute. He, do you think he thinks he that this interview will be on Sports Center or do you think he knows this is gonna be just on our podcast, Hoop Collective Podcast? Well it it, uh, it depends on how good of a liar you are. Okay. So Joe may think he's doing a sit down for Sports Center, but actually he's doing Hoop Collective. Um, but I want to talk to him about some stuff getting ready for this uh, three-point contest. How was your first All-Star Weekend? Uh, it's been interesting. A little chaotic, for sure, um, but obviously a pretty cool experience and just a lot of fun being out here, especially with a lot of my teammates. I just got off of uh, Sirius Radio uh, with Jarrett and Spencer, and we had Rody around for a little while, too, so it's been fun having everybody here. Around here. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Good, right? It's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I know you've talked about this in the past, but you were out of the league a couple years ago. Yep. And you've had a, you have a great contract. You're You're putting up good numbers, but... When you get to All-Star Weekend and take part in the three-point contest, there's an opportunity to be like, man, I was sitting at home with that injury. I mean, didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, yeah. it's been a long journey. Yeah, I mean, you kind of look back on it just to see, you know, the progression, to see where I've come, I guess, even in like the last three years and just since the time that, um, you know, was traded from Cleveland, waived by Orlando. And uh, the thing I kind of, you know, always talk about is that uh, everybody in this league has got a different path of kind of figuring out their niche and their role. And some people it takes a little bit longer than others. Um, sometimes it just takes, uh, you know, a stroke of luck here or there. And for me, uh, it was just, you know, fortunate to get an opportunity with Brooklyn, um, where the organization was just a good fit on almost every level. What was that day like when you got traded and you were hurt and you were like, you were going to be out and you, like, you're out of the league? Yeah, I mean, it's a, a brutal reminder of just the business of the NBA. Um, you know, that was really my first taste of it. Obviously, I had an uh, unbelievable experience in Cleveland, uh, developed some really good relationships there, learned a lot, uh, but then, you know, had surgery on my foot, and same day I had surgery, uh, David Griffin calls me. I'm sitting there, you know, literally right off the operating table, and, you know, said it's unfortunate timing, but we just traded you to Orlando. Orlando calls me shortly after that, says they're waving me, and I go from being a part of a championship team to out of, out of the NBA. And, uh, you know, your mind obviously spinning in a whole, whole lot of different ways. But uh, through it all, you know, I still was, you know, optimistic and just had a little bit of hope there. Though. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty wild day, you know. But that's just, 
you know, a lot of guys have got similar stories. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes you kind of lose uh, that perspective on the NBA. You don't see that side a right. lot of times, but that happens, you know, and that's just sort of the unfortunate side of it. Okay, so how much have you been practicing for the three-point contest? Um, I've practiced a little bit. So I, I had a, a run-through um, right when I first got announced to get in. And then uh, I'm going to practice here um, in Charlotte the next couple of days. And, you know, are we studying, like, uh, the greats on the technique for the, the, the ball rack? I mean, how are you preparing? Yeah, I watched, I watched uh, a couple of guys shoot on it just to see where they were kind of grabbing it from. Um, yeah, you know, I, obviously I am, uh, you know, putting definitely a lot of time just to, uh, to compete. You know, you're coming in here to compete to try to win. But, you know, overall, I think... Uh, you know, the most important thing is just to enjoy the experience of everything. Keep telling yourself that. Yeah. We, don't, we don't believe it. We don't believe it. We think that you're trying to win. Why wouldn't you try Yeah, to you win? want to win. That's what you're here for, right. right? You get invited. You know, it's awesome to be, and it's an honor to be invited, but, you know, we're all competitors. That's why we're here. That's why we're where we're at. And uh, I think that's the way that you have to look at it. You have to compete to win. So you keep in track. You're like, oh, man, that was an 18. I need a 25. That was a 21. I need a 28. I mean, are you keeping track on these? Yeah, yeah, I'll keep track of my numbers to see where I'm at. Um, you know, see what I'm hitting, see what guys have kind of hit in the past. Um, obviously, the format is a little bit different. Um, you know, you only have the two two rounds. So right. uh, it's definitely important, obviously, to shoot well initially. It's really different, right, because you're working off racks. Yeah. Have you ever shot off a rack? I have never, no, never shot off a rack before. I mean, obviously, you mess around maybe when you're young, right. grab it off the ball rack just to pretend you like you're shooting three. You have six balls or five balls. No, no, yeah. exactly. So it's, it's different, um, you know, just... Uh, the taking your eyes off the rim to reach down, grab right. the ball, look back up. I mean, you're not even really watching the ball go in the rim. You're kind of shooting, grabbing the ball, and just going from there. So just that in itself is a big change of. Yeah. So yeah. Um, do you do you have like a goal in mind, like a number in mind that you you think you need? To be honest, I'm I I know that you know you look across the field and it is it's stacked. There's I a mean, bunch of curries. There's, there's a bunch of curries. curries. Yeah. I mean, it's a stacked field. Some guys, they can really shoot it. It's their hometown. Yeah. Like friendly rim. <laughs> uh, the way that I'm looking at it is, you know, you're going you're gonna to have to shoot extremely well. You know, hopefully only miss a couple of shots to give yourself a chance. Are you, a, are you a sneakerhead? You're a sneakerhead. Now that I have the money, yes, I am. Before and... Oh, you mean you have to buy them? You bet I was younger? No. No, I mean, no, you don't have to buy them. No, 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 no. Yeah, now, yeah. That I, now that I right. am able to have the access to You're them. Did you see out the other day that P.J. Tucker said he spent 30 grand? I mean, that can't be true, true, right? Um, I, did you see that? I, that's a Toyota. No kidding. It's is, more right? than a Toyota. It's a you know, it's a bunch of cars. Subaru, what else? Whatever you want to call it. I remember my to- my mom had a Toyota. Oh, okay. That's why. That's why. I mean, it's like thirty thousand. But I'm like, that's a car. I'm like, right. But you'd be afraid to wear them. To each. I wouldn't want to wear. Them. They'd have to be like. Right. Or vice versa. I'd wear them every day. Mmm. And they can never get scuffed. They, they can never get. But, but that's for thirty thousand dollars, so they have to. But come you'd out. be freaking out because you'd see the scuffs. No, I'm saying they'd have to come. The shoe would have to come oh, with like scuffs. Yeah, you'd have to be like, yeah, uh, to be like no yeah. creases, no scuffs, no anything. You, right. That's how the shoe like is made. It can never get scuffed. It can spill something on it. So, what is your favorite pair of shoes? To play or in general? Both. I love the Pharrells. Those are my. Oh, yeah. Those are my one of my favorite favorite pairs. Pharrells for sure. 
And do you have a special part you like to play in? There's mine. My shoe, of course. <laughs> Okay, Andrew, it's Friday afternoon. It is um, Friday afternoon. We have a little thing that we're going to do here, and we have to be sworn to secrecy. We're going to go to John Collins of the Atlanta Hawks dunk practice, slam dunk contest practice. Yeah, he's one of the uh, many dunk participants on Saturday night. Well, there's four. I don't. Is that many? I mean, one is one, two is a couple, three is a few, four would be many. Anyway, there's four dunk contests, dunk, dunk participants. I was really interested in him. He's having a huge season for the Hawks. He was hurt earlier in the year. As soon as he came back, the Hawks started winning games. So he's a big guy, though, Andrew. He's 6'10". He's power forward, but a great leaper. And, you know, not the favorite, probably. Dennis Smith Jr. is a favorite. Miles Bridges is the local... Um, He's short, he's not from here, but he's, you know, Hornet. He's the Charlotte Hornet, the, right. uh, the local boy. And then Hamadou Diallo. Um, is it Hamadou Diallo? I believe so. Okay. Uh, from the Thunder, who I really don't know much about. I have only seen him play a few minutes, um, this season. So our plan here is, and this took, this, I'm not gonna lie, this took a lot of negotiation to get in because this is all super duper secret. And other media are not allowed in the building right now. We had to go through. The NBA, I, the NBA was very kind and bringing us through some hoops to bring us in here. Right, I had to I had to leave and come back because my my paperwork wasn't the the proper one. That's right. You had to you had the burden of going and getting a brand new different credential. Yep. At a whole other building down the street. Yep. So that we could do this, and so the plan is he's got a super tight schedule, so we are going to ride over from the arena to the players hotel with him in his van all the players get moved around in these sprinter vans can you describe what the sprinter van looks like for uh for the uninitiated well it's like um twice as high as an suv and has like four rows of seats were there four rows of seats it's like a luxury luxury minivan, I guess. Yeah, like some players have them tricked out so that they only seat like three or four, but really nicely. But this is, we're taking family and friends and agents and right. PR folks. And this is so. more utility than it is luxury. But I will say this. Um, these vans are moving around the city. The city's moving hard to move around right now. There's street closures and lanes. I wish we could just get one of those so that you and me could move around the city easier. That would be great. It's like uh, your own personal fast pass. Exactly. It's like having your own personal um, carpool lane at all times. So um, there's some interesting stuff happening with props. I don't mean prop bets. I mean, like, we've seen some props okay. that are going to go onto the court. Okay. We'll see if he will be willing to talk. I don't want to reveal anything. Even though you're listening to this, you already know what happened. We'll see if he talks about what's going on with that. All right, we're in the we're in the car with John Collins. You just walked away from practice. You got your family with you, and you just had your practice. And you're talking about some awesome sounding dunks. 
Um, so, like, tell me your emotion level right now. How'd you feel that went? Uh, I feel like it went pretty well. I'm trying to just stay as calm as possible. I'm one to get overexcited, okay. and, you know, and whatnot. So I'm trying to keep level-headed, stay cool, and uh, go out there and try to really win it and uh, approach it like it's sort of a game. So how long ago did you know you were going to be in the dunk contest? Honestly, I could. Honestly, I could. I could feel that last year I could already know that this year okay. is going to be coming. Okay. Uh, so I, I think I've known for a while now. Okay. So how long did you start preparing for it? I, I've been preparing for uh, a, a little under a month and a half. Okay. So yeah. you spent. So what was your process like? Were you watching film? Were you messing with having teammates evaluate? Like, how did you come up with your four? Mm. It's your, it's your four dunks that you're going to be getting yeah. ready for. Yeah, it was a whole nine, really. Uh, teammates, I, like I would ask my family or my, my teammates if they had any ideas or coaches. Um, and then I would sort of narrow it down to what I actually know I could do um, or what I feel like I could practice without really trying too hard and, you know, using up, burning my legs. And so that was sort of the process is knowing what I could do without practicing, trying certain things that aren't going to get me tired, and then, like I said, trying to add little stuff, bits and pieces from the family, the teammates, so everything sort of fits together. Now, what's this airplane? I just hear him talking about. What do you got going with the airplane? I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm just talking it's about. Be after, uh, it's no, it's a, it's a, it's just a windmill, windmill over the airplane. Nice one hand, two hand windmill, uh, over. Two hand supposed, windmill. It's supposed to be a replica. The airplane I'm jumping over is supposed to be a replica of the Wright Brothers. I saw airplane that. that first took flight. In North Carolina, I saw that. which okay. you know, I'm a little history buff, so it'd be like an ode to so wait a North minute. Carolina. I saw this plane come in. How did you get this plane? What do you mean how did I get it? The NBA has a NBA has a lot of strings they can pull. Okay, so how long ago did you say I want to jump over the Wright brothers' airplane? Because I'm not going to lie, I saw it and I did a double take and said, "What is that for?" <laughs> yeah, some people like jump over cars, trying to jump over a plane. I think I've been trying to do this for about I, I say about around the month and a half around the same time okay I started i'm just gonna tell you right now i don't know if you're gonna win genius thank you i mean you gotta execute it right of course but genius that's what i was trying to think i was thinking and by the mind. way oh yeah this thing looks real like it's the legit like it looks like it costs some money yeah we had with you. yeah we had the the actual builders of the the plane of the replica plane in there shook their hands and everything thank them for building the plane on such short notice so I'm trying to come out there for sure. I, I didn't even know. I didn't I haven't seen the plane until just recently, just now. Um, and I just jumped over and everything, completed the dunk. So it's really wow. exciting for me to, like, That's awesome. not know, not see it before, come in, see it, jump over it, and put it so in So do you? when do you bring that out? I mean, you got to save it, but you also got to make sure you advance. Yeah, it's, it's, definitely a, it's definitely a second or third dunk. Okay. I'm definitely not coming out. I don't feel like I'm coming out with it for okay. sure, but I feel like we it's going to be a second. We will keep your secret. Won't we'll say a word. I'm inspired. Thank you. I'm inspired. I appreciate it. Thank you. I thought you were having a great season, but this is going to top it. All those 35 point games. Yes. This is this is gonna. This is hopefully gonna. You know. This uh, is next level, John. He, he, heat up the fire. Put a, put yeah. a lot of everything to put everything in the pot. We could stir it all up and, and get finally get going. So, so let me tell you why this is genius. Because you got a hometown kid dunking in it, Bridges, and this is going to overcome that because you're going to. You're gonna go after the 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 heart and soul of this town. You're with me. You, That's you're, awesome. you're thinking. How I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Listen, how are these? How are, how are we gonna be North Carolina? And they're gonna stay. They're not gonna give a man jumping over trying to windmill over a, a replica Wright Brothers airplane. How are you not gonna give that a fifty? Oh 50? my god. Okay. Do you think 
judges are biased against really tall dunkers? No. I just, like, I just think most of the time, taller guys just usually don't have as much many tricks. Like, okay. It's tougher. Like, when Dwight Howard won, I feel like Dwight deserved to win. Um, but when other big guys, like, he's, I'll say Dwight because he's the only really, really big man I could remember winning it in my recent memory. Um, so I feel like the big guys have to come with it a little bit more, and I'm going to try. I'm try to do that. Okay, so um, how much have you, each dunk, how many times did you think you've completed it? Like what's your what's your what's you your confidence it, uh, level? Honest, if I'm being completely honest, I've only from the dunks I just tried in there. I've only completed two before, and I just completed all four. So only okay. I've only worked on two, two dunks. So it's pretty interesting. It's gonna be pretty interesting to watch this. Mm-hmm. Let's see how this goes. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty confident. See, my my thing is, I know I can complete or do most of these dunks. It's more about the legs. Like as soon as my okay. legs go, I, I'm done. So okay. the more I feel like the more legs I have, the more fresh my legs are, the easier the competition. So do you have to moderate how much in warm ups you got to save your energy for those four yes. jumps, yes. right? Yeah, it's you got to blow it out in those four jumps. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost it's, got, it's basically like staying as loose as you possibly can for as long as you can. Uh, so when you do jump, you're getting like that full, you know, you're getting the full intensity or whatever you want to say. You're getting the full maximum power and effort out of that jump. So I'm be taking very good care of my body over the next uh, 24 hours. Okay, what does that mean? Like, Stretching, Normatec, uh, eating right, extra sleep, lots of water. You like preparing for a playoff game. It's yeah, awesome. I want to win this. Right. Yeah. I, it's it's funny because uh, I don't think, you know, Miles Miles might have some pressure. Dennis might also have some pressure um, second year. But I feel like for me You're since the I have. Yeah, You're the sleeper. That and, well, I feel like since I have Spud, Neek, and Josh. I mean, not Josh and, and Vince looking, looking over me in my shoulder like this. Okay. I feel like. The, the, it's, Hawks it's the Hawks history. The Hawks history is it's about that time. Okay, what is your what is your experience in dunk contests? Have you done this before? I'm one for one, one oh. one high school and um, that was it. Completed all my dunks first time, won it. Never did a dunk contest again. Awesome. And so, what was your big move at that time? And are you bringing that back? Yeah, I actually have all the videos on Instagram if you want to see it. But it's okay. like it was like a it's like a 360 windmill, uh, and then I had one where I threw it off the. You know, high school gyms are a little smaller, yeah. so I threw it off this back of the wall. Oh, um, yeah, wind. and you and you did that one dry mm-hmm. windmill, and uh, well, I I did the pass. I, I I took two passes. Okay, the first one I didn't jump at, and the second one I threw it, dunked it, and then what was the third one? The third one was a uh, just at East Bay, regular between the legs, um, off like you know well, a couple steps, and then I won it I off. I am of that. very excited about your chances. Thank you. We're at the hotel. You got a busy day. Thank you for letting us do this. And I am, hopefully, when this runs on Sunday, <laughs> we are going to have been talking to the Slam Dunk Champion. And yes, sir. the preview of the Wright Brothers playing. Did you see the Wright Brothers playing, Andrew? I thought it was awesome. Really um, awesome. Right. Thanks, John. I really appreciate it. Good luck, man. Thank you. Appreciate you for having me on. Coming after the break, All-Star Saturday Night, an interview with Kevin Harlan, and does Brian Windhorst keep his voice? Family's obviously big and I, for us and uh, like our support. And so kind of wanted to weave that into the bet. So whoever loses has to pick up the tab for all the tickets. Uh, anytime we play against each other for the rest of our careers, which 
the stakes are high considering how many people show up for our game. So um, I got I, I got to get the best of him tonight. I know he's very confident though. All right, Andrew, it's um, All-Star Saturday night. Uh, I can tell. It sounds like you've had a busy Friday, Thursday and Friday. What, what is the correct thing to do? Should I allow the folks to think that I have partied remarkably over the last couple of days, thereby extending the you know, farce that this is a wonderful life with all party and no problems, uh. fire festival style? <laughs> or should I just admit that I'm getting sick yet again? Or at least my sickness is re-engaging and I've been sick for weeks and there's no end in sight. Which is the better way to play it? Oh, Brian, you definitely got sick is what's going on. Wink, wink. <laughs> Do you care about this girls' competition at all? I mean, I feel like I'll use that time to eat dinner. That's a good time to eat dinner. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, Here's a, a broader question, though. Do you think Saturday night is the biggest night of All-Star Weekend? Is, has it eclipsed the All-Star game itself now? Um, I think probably the most fun thing for fans is the All-Star practices, um, which is now televised. You can watch that. I'm sure it's on NBA TV. Because um, I think that you just sort of see guys having fun with each other in the natural environment. Um, the game is like more about the pageantry and the halftime show. And like the pregame stuff. Um, I like the three-point contest. The slam dunk contest is its an incredible, you know, talk about a prop bet. It's either, it can either be awesome and you can enjoy it thoroughly all the way through. Or it can be like, boy, is this lame. And we don't really seem to know. And I've sat through them, what I like to call the Nate Robinson era, where I just... I just couldn't wait for them to get over. So just get this over with. Uh, but then a couple years ago, we had Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine. That was a great one. Right. And would you have predicted going in that that was what it was going to be? No, not at all. So we're vested in John Collins tonight. We are vested in John Collins. Now, there's a little curveball here. The last update that I had was that the Hawks hadn't approved John Collins jumping over the airplane yet. Wow. Okay. And that they were a little bit worried that he was going to trip on it and, you know, injure himself. Who uh, who would have thought that Hawks would be afraid of flight? Where's my um, where's my rim shot? <laughs> um, so there's some drama just for our podcast listeners about whether he will do it or not. Of course, they probably already know whether he did it or not. It's drama for me whether he did it or not. So I've cast my lot that... John Collins will win the slam dunk and that Joe Harris, no name Joe Harris, almost literally no name Joe Harris, will win the three-point. Are you in agreement with me or disagreement? With me? Well, considering that those were the contestants that we interviewed, I would also be in We agree- interviewed other contestants. Yes. We interviewed Buddy Heald, for example. We had the opportunity to interview other dunk contestants. We chose John Collins. Right. We did choose them for specific purposes. So the... This podcast is incredibly biased and is g- going with Joe Harris and John I Collins. I could be horribly wrong, but I just have a, I have a feeling. All right, so we're going to, in a little bit, talk to Kevin Harlan, who's calling, who's do the play-by-play, if you will, for TNT tonight. One of my favorite play-by-play announcers in the league, so I'm happy to talk to him. And then we're going to see how things go tonight and 
take you through it. But there is the most important question. When we are done tonight and we wrap this up, will I have a voice? Mm, no. All right. Well, the next person you may hear from may be Andrew, Andrew Hahn. Thank you for doing this. Sean, are you kidding me? Come on. When he said it, go, absolutely. You're such, such a fan of yours. Thank you. And I have yours. My, my, my son in particular. My son just loves you. Really, I appreciate really, that. Yeah, he really is a big fan. Are we ready? Test one, two. We're okay? All right. So we're here with Kevin Harlan, who's calling. What do you wouldn't call this the game? What do you call you calling the events? All Star Saturday. I just uh, you know skills competition, which kind of encompasses, as you know, all the different things that'll, that'll run tonight. The different three different events and. Uh, that's probably the best way to do it. I, and that's what I've been doing. And, and how many um, years now? Well, a lot since two thousand and two, two thousand. Yeah, two, well, two thousand one. I think was my first year when we first started. We had Vern Lundquist and Dick oh, Stockton. Yeah, and I oh, was man. the third guy. I came in in ninety six, and Turner started doing a lot more of these right around the right around two thousand, and then Marv joined about two thousand one, two thousand two. So I kind of got whatever was left, and yes. they, they would give me this, and I enjoyed it, and uh, I've been doing it ever since, and, and, and it's a fun night to do. Now, I have no voice. <laughs> when you have no voice, what do you do? What's, what's your remedy? Well, I rest it, but, but what happens is um, uh, there have been a f- very few times that I've lost it, but the muscle I build, is it, it gets stronger and stronger as the seasons go on. So I go from football into basketball, then to college basketball, NBA, and NFL, all three at once. And so my voice gets pretty strong after a while, and I can shove a game. I can shove it through. Andrew, he's saying I've got a weak voice. <laughs> I can shove it through, but there have been times, and I've got to really regulate myself. So okay, I, so I feel for what you're going through. That's what he's saying. So you have no inside information none, on the dunks. None. I have none. Okay. Sometimes. Uh, uh, really good reporters may slip and okay. let me know. No, I didn't tell you. No, no, no. You know, you, I did not no, tell you. It, slip is the wrong okay. word. Uh, may hint. Okay. But, but okay. no, I have no idea what. Okay. what no, no. But I, we really don't. I, I, and they would rather us just react organically. Right. Like I said. Yeah. Right. Do you know what really is resonant? I, we talked to Popovich a couple, and I, ugh, I feel bad even talking about this. But we talked to Popovich. We did a uh, San Antonio game the other night, and I forget who I was working with. May have been Reg, and I, and he goes, "What do you think of?" You know, pace and space and threes and all this other stuff, and and Pop said, "I hate it. I hate it. I don't. It's not basketball. It's it's like a it's like it's like a flying Melendez show. It's like they're shooting, they're long rebounding, they're going, they're spot up threes." And I used to love the three point contest, and I still do because I love the marksmanship, the skill it takes, and everything else. But I've kind of been jaded a little bit since I've heard that because he kind of serves as my. Compass on. Pop is messing with the league with this. <laughs> this is the most beautiful the league has ever been. Um, but, so but I, I kind of have him serve as my compass because I know that in his heart, he wants what's best for the game because he loves the, the purity of the game. And I don't think he sees that from night to night. And I think it's frustrating for him. Plus, he doesn't have the guys to really do that. That's yet. true. Yeah, right? Yeah, he's got a bunch of mid-range shooters. <laughs> yes, he does. So what, for the people who are listening, if there's somebody watching on TV... What do they miss by not being in the arena? It, you That's know. a good question. That's a great question. I think um, what they miss is the focus 
that the guys show in getting ready for what they're going to do. But what I think is the untold story is you don't feel the anxiety once they've screwed up on a dunk. Like they've opened the curtain and they've done what they're going to do and now you know and now you're, and they miss. And now you're thinking, you feel for the kid. If you feel like, oh my God, everything was focused toward that uh, and it didn't go. So the anxiety that I feel, and maybe I'm wrong in this interpretation, I feel bad for them when they miss because they're, they're out there by themselves, right? They're just so naked. They for, are. For, You're right. It, it feels, they have to feel strange. So, and, and all of your peers and the biggest names are courtside watching, and it's on national TV and seen in the four corners of the world, and, and there you go, blowing a dunk. And, and, I, and I think that I, I, can, I can feel it. I've never talked to them, but I'm sure it's there. And I think that's why some of the biggest names don't do it, because they do not want to be embarrassed. Oh, that's why LeBron. Yes, right. He's got, he's got nothing. He's, you know, he's, he promised a couple years ago. Remember that he promised? <laughs> you know what it was? You know what it was, Kevin? When he was in high school, he did the McDonald's All-American yeah. Slam Dunk Contest. It did not go well. Interesting. Shannon Brown should have won, but it was in Cleveland. Yeah. And the judges gave it to him. Really? No kidding. The other thing is... But Shannon Brown probably should have... Without question. Yes, yeah. The other thing is... And he was a high flyer. I mean, he was terrific. Tracy McGrady told me this. To be a great in the dunk contest, you got to be a two-foot jumper. Interesting. Because that's how you get great air. Yeah. LeBron's a one-foot jumper. Interesting. I yeah. like it. Can I borrow, I'm going to borrow that sometime, if you don't mind. Please do. Please do. I'll invoice you. The, the, the preeminent guy in the league right here. I, I'm going right. to I'm gonna steal that line. One last thing. No regard for human life. <laughs> yeah. One of the great moments of LeBron's career. When he really hadn't delivered yet. He was just kind of emerging, wasn't he? This again. A Smith screen. Hoji will defend. Oh! LeBron James with no regard for human life has given the Cavaliers their biggest lead tonight. All-time moment in your call career? Well, it right everybody up there? brings it up, and when someone like you brings it up, now I guess it has even more meaning, so I, I appreciate that, but I was doing the game with Doug Collins, who is the best analyst I've ever worked with in, in, on, on many levels, but he was sitting to my right, and when LeBron began to take off into Garnett, he took his left arm and did an arm bar against my chest because he was falling back, and it came out as we were both falling back into the people in back of us. And when I when when he had that kind of reaction, I had to come up with something, and I didn't. Of course, none of that is. It just kind of comes out. But the look at his face when he kind of crouched like that afterward, underneath the basket, in the slow mo, it's amazing, unbelievable. Yeah. It, and then he did against the, the reigning defensive player oh, yeah, of the yeah. year, and he wound up and all of it, and all it was and it was extended, and it was like game four. It was, it was game four. It was like a mid yeah middle game of that series. It was enough to where he had had enough of KG. Yeah, and and kind of and kind yeah. of sealed the win. Yes, and um, big moment. Yeah, I don't know where where he would rank it and and guys have made some incredible calls uh in in different cities cleveland la now and before that miami but um i liked it actually you know what happened when the when i did the play-by-play on monday night football the guy running out onto the field lebron actually tweeted and said wait a minute i thought my play was the best play right 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 and so he he did he did get involved in that so i know that it meant something to him not that you do LeBron it for that, rem- but as it's turned out, I guess. LeBron remembers everything, but trust me. <laughs> All right, thank you for your time. Have a great show tonight. Thank you, Brian. And I hope for 
a great. We never know what's going to be a we good. We never know, do we? Good or bad. It can be flat or right. it can be electric. You're either going to have to work hard or you're not going to have to work at all. <laughs> no. I hope you don't have to work at all. <laughs> thank, thank you for thank having you. me. Appreciate it's, it. It's so nice to see you. Thank you. So nice to see you. Bennett, who has recruited me to Washington State, and called him the UVA. Be interesting to see in the second round if anyone changes strategy, meaning where is that final ball rack, or where they want that ball rack with the money ball. His money ball rack is the last rack for him in, in the short corner, but you see how straight he's showing versus the arc that Dirk has? Yes. I mean, it's almost like a line drive for Joe Harris. Same result, though. Just watched Joe Harris. Did he go back to back twenty six points? Yeah, but he. The big thing is he made all ten of his corner racks. His cor- rack. The money ball rack in the corner. I did it. I just want to be clear. I picked him on gut intuition, and because I've seen him shoot, you know he's good. But before the contest, Kevin Pelton said that the analytics actually showed he shot the best collectively from each zone, and he agreed with me. I felt much better about my pick at that time. Never been so excited about a three-point. You were. I actually had to calm you down a little bit. That's true. That's true. Okay. Cool. All right. We're waiting for him to come in with seven other people. We're the most excited for sure. So um, I don't make predictions on anything, but for yeah. some reason I believed in you, and you <laughs> look like a genius. So yeah. thank you so much. I'm indebted <laughs> to you forever. Well, I appreciate you believing in me. So how did you decide on that corner rack for your? Um, yeah. I had just practiced it um that way, and that's kind of how I felt comfortable. Are you always good there? In that, in um, right I actually am not that great, surprisingly, in the right corner. So um, you went against the analytics. I too? went against the analytics. So the, the assistant coach that I work out with in Brooklyn, Jordan, not he pulled up an analytics sheet, and my weakest spot was actually the right corner. And Jim, I, you're, you're not making any sense. Yeah, and I just but I said, hey, that's actually to be honest, where I probably feel most comfortable in this okay. situation. And so I just kept it that way. I went against the grain, against the analytics. When you were watching, you you'll see this later. But they had the you had they had you on screen. Yeah, as you were watching Steph. Yeah. When he when he when he missed one. Yeah. What did you think? You just uh, said, I got it. Yeah. Well, so there at the end. <laughs> But we were going to that tiebreaker, man. <laughs> you know, Steph booing you. Yeah, no, nah, he's the man. Great guys. That's the thing. It's like everybody that was competing, you know, we knew it was a pretty stacked field, but it was fun even just when we were practicing up there. Actually, Steph was the one that uh, was like, hey, everybody get take a turn, get a practice round in. And, you know, we were rebounding for each other. You know, I think that's pretty unique. So when you saw him miss it, you knew at that moment, you're like, I got it. Yeah. I, when I saw, well, I knew when he got to the money rack, he had to make all of them um, in order to tie. And I, to be honest, I thought that we were for sure going to a tiebreaker. I hadn't seen him miss a corner three yet. So I was almost getting my, I was kind of warming up my legs almost a little bit again to see get ready to go. Um, but then, yeah, stroke of luck, saw him miss one. Congrats, Joe. Hey, Enjoy appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> Come on now.
rid of the goggles. Yeah, don't twist no ankles out here. No, you can jump with goggles on. There you go. Okay, what you about to do? That plane is about to take off at the same time. Oh, my God. I hope so. Uh, I, I hope this plane doesn't take speed. him out at no, the no, same no, time. No, no, he's jumping over he jumping, he jumping way over there. Yeah, yeah, That's way over. Okay, I don't know. Oh, oh, I told you. I told you that that plane might take him out. Good thing it was a red <laughs> Rachel. Wait. Full disclosure, uh, we just did this five minutes ago, and it didn't record because I don't know what I'm doing. Rachel was gracious enough to hang around because she carries around a 32-pound computer, and before she could leave, uh, we dragged her back for a second take. Rachel, this is the end. <laughs> I can't believe what you sound like. I really can't. This is worse than when we did it five minutes Look, ago. I'm here to say that John Collins got screwed. He shouldn't have dunked the free. Shouldn't have had to go first. And he shouldn't have been gotten penalized when other guys. No one cared about John Collins getting screwed the no, first time. They don't care they about it this time. They definitely don't care about it now. Rachel, yes. what's one thing you did <laughs> this weekend that no, no one else got to see? Let's talk about Amadou Diallo for one minute because that was worth talking about. And Joe Harris, your guy. Right? We've already done a lot of Joe Harris. We've okay. given our Joe Harris. All right. Hamadou Diallo should have, they should have called the dunk contest after, after he dunked, over, he dunked Shaq. over Shaq, the Superman reveal, the Vince Carter arm and the hoop. That's it. Also, my other critique of the dunk, co- dunk contest judges, because you know, who am I to sit there and critique a bunch of Hall of Famers? If someone does not put the ball through the hoop, they should get zero points. Because guess what's happening in an NBA game when you don't put the ball through the hoop? You get no points. With more reason why John Collins scores were bull. <laughs> Did you see the moment I that I had? I can't that John Collins' dunk contest scores are the hill you're dying on. And when I say dying, anyone who's listening to you right now believes that that is, in fact, was. By the happening. way, the Hawks almost didn't let him do that dunk. And I understand why they didn't, because he almost tripped. Now, last night at dinner, I ran into D. Brown. You did. You didn't recognize him, though. Are we copping to that on the I podcast? I copped to it. Okay. But then what happened? I mean, so many things happened. I became very emotional. Because D. Brown at the dunk contest. Oh, yes. 1988. Yes. I was 10 years old. Yes. I wanted the Reebok pumps. Or was it 91? Whatever year it was. Had to be 91. Whatever year it was here. <laughs> it was 1991. I know because I've been doing distant replays that our producer, Michael Bobmer, dug up the from, black, the Charlotte, uh, from the Charlotte All-Star Game in 1991. The black Reebok pumps with the orange pump. Andrew, I wanted I them so badly. You don't to be emotional or reminiscent about someone that you don't remember when they come up to you and shake their hand. I don't think you get to then say, oh, this was such a special moment for me. It meant so much to my childhood. I hold it dear now. I'm emotional. The man stood in front of your face, reached his hand out, and said, hey, how are you? And you basically were like, please stop bothering me. I'm very famous. It's really not even that bad. It's even worse. <laughs> I said, nice to meet you. He goes, we met before. <laughs> Rachel, I can't go on. 
<laughs> we can tell. We listen. We are listening to you. Seriously, you have sounded awful for weeks, but this really, you've topped yourself. I I'm don't supposed know. to be on the jump in several days. It's not going to go well. All right. Thank you for coming over. Maybe this recorded. Maybe it didn't. I, I'm not doing it a third time. I don't like you that much. Thank I mean, you, you, were, you were at this point one of my oldest friends, and I don't like you that much. Um, um, thank you, Listen to the Hoop Collective. Thank you, Andrew Hahn. <laughs> That's it from All-Star Weekend for us. Thanks to OG Ananobi, Joe Harris, Donovan Mitchell, John Collins, Steph Curry, Kevin Harlan, Rachel Nichols. This has been Brian Winhorst and the Hoop Collective.